As you all know, sharpfootballanalysis.com is the best place for fantasy analysis and betting information. We are live with our playoff packages. Warren's lifetime NFL playoffs record is 147-88 for a 63% winning percentage, while Super Bowl pick sits at 25-10 for a 71% winning percentage. Better yet, computer totals this year are an unbelievable 23-4 for an 82% winning percentage, and bowl game recommendations are currently undefeated. Get on board now for the most profitable stretch of the season. Use code 75OFF playoffs for $75 off playoff packages at sharpfootballanalysis.com. Welcome to the Sharp Angles Betting Podcast. I'm Ryan McChrystal. Thanks for joining me this week for what looks like one of the best slate of NFL games we've seen in a long time. We've got nine games between teams either currently in playoff position or just one game out of a playoff spot. Now, obviously, because there are so many teams in contention, some of those teams who are technically one game out feel like pretty long shots uh, to actually make the playoffs. But it is pretty cool that we have so many uh, so many of these teams who are technically in the hunt really going right up against each other. So a lot of uh, more or less playoff games already here in Week 17. Now, before we dive into some of the prop bets that I like this week, I want to talk about two of those big games in particular that stand out to me. I definitely have a lean in both of these games. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm definitely going to place these bets, but I'm going to, I wanted to just sort of talk through two of these games and some of the stats that are making me lean one direction in each of these uh, big games between playoff contenders. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Chiefs at Bengals. I think this is uh, a fascinating game, as many Bengals games have been this year because they, at times look the Bengals at times look like they are a legitimate playoff contender. And at times they look like uh, the Bengals that we expected to see this season. They've had some bad losses mixed in with some big wins. Um, So I think this is just like another test, like just another opportunity to see, are these, are these really playoff contending Bengals? Uh, Can they go up against uh, a chiefs team that although has struggled at times this year now looks like it's getting hot at the right time and are probably, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say they're, they've become the favorites in the AFC once again. So this is a legitimate playoff test for the Bengals. If they do make the playoffs, certainly possible. This could be a matchup we see in again in a couple of weeks. So I, my lean here, the Chiefs are favored by five, and I actually am kind of leaning towards the Bengals. I'm, I'm hesitant to say I really want to – I'm actually going to place this bet, and the reason has just been some of the Bengals' inconsistency, but I do see some numbers here that I like that kind of make me think the Bengals are going to be able to execute their game plan against the Chiefs' defense, even though uh, the Chiefs' defense has obviously improved over the past few weeks. And it, when I – think about this game, you know, I'm trying to think about what, what are the Bengals going to do to try to beat the Chiefs? What should their game plan be? And on offense, I think it needs to be to run the ball, control the clock, like lots of teams try to do against the Chiefs and try to just limit uh, the Chief, Patrick Mahomes' possessions. The more you can keep the ball out of his hands, obviously, you know, the more you uh, increase the variance in the outcome of the game with fewer possessions, that should be their strategy. And based on what the Bengals like to do, running the ball and the chiefs weakness in run defense. I think the Bengals should have some success doing that. The chiefs allow 5.2 yards per attempt versus 11 personnel that ranks 31st in the league. And although their defense has improved a little bit uh, during their current win streak, which date back, which dates back to week eight, the chiefs are still allowing 4.8 yards per attempt versus 11 personnel. So it's 5.2 on the season overall 
down to 4.8 over the past during the, during their win streak dating back to week eight. So it's, has not, it's gone from being extremely atrocious as it was early in the season to just purely being bad, but it's still bad. Um, and the Bengals are, they, they're an effective running team. You know, when Joe Mixon uh, gets going, they've had some games where he has looked fairly dominant. So I think they should be able to run the ball and control the clock a little bit here. Now, Another reason why I'm a little hesitant uh, to bet on the Bengals, even though I do like their ability to run the ball and control the clock, uh, it's that the Chiefs' defense, one of their one of the things that has kind of emerged as a strength of theirs is uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, especially against 11 personnel, which the Bengals are, really rely heavily on that, both in the run game and in the passing game. They throw the ball from 11 personnel 80, 85% of the time, 85% of Burroughs' pass attempts come in 11 personnel um, and the chiefs when they're going up against 11 personnel, they get pressure on the quarterback 45% of the time. That's the fifth highest rate in the league. So while I do think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball, and I do think that's going to be uh, the focus of their offense in this game, when the chiefs are able to force them into a position where they need to throw the ball, the chiefs should be able to get pressure on burrow. And that's problematic. Uh, burrow currently ranks 28th in adjusted net yards per attempt versus pressure. And he has a tendency to really cost the Bengals in those situations. Sports Info Solutions tracks a stat that they call bust rate. It's the rate at which you produce a play of negative one EPA or hot or lower. So really like just the, the worst plays. How often are you producing a play that is really costing your team? And against pressure, Joe Burrow's bust rate ranks dead last in the league. He has a 39% bust rate versus pressure. So basically what's that saying is 39% of the times he's pressured, he's creating a significantly negative play for the Bengals offense. And against a defense that has done well getting pressure on the quarterback in 11 personnel, the Bengals preferred passing formation, that's concerning. Now, I'm still leaning towards liking the Bengals because, as I said, I think their game plan is going to be to run the ball heavily. This should be a heavy run game for them, and I think they should have success. So hopefully they can limit the number of times where they're forced into a third and long situation or something like that, where the Bengals, uh, where the Chiefs defense knows that they have to drop back to pass. Those are the risky situations that they want to keep Burrow out of. So I'm optimistic that they can avoid that those situations. Um but if this turns into a, an easy Chiefs win, I think it, that will probably be the reason. It'll be because the defense uh, stops the run in the early downs, force them into uh, passing situations. And in those situations, they should be able to get pressure on Burrow. And Burrow has not been good uh, when he's getting pressured this season. So if, if this does ching, swing the Chiefs way, I think that's the reason. I think it's that the pass rush could really make a big difference in this game for Kansas City. The next big game I want to touch on is Cardinals at Cowboys, and I have a little bit more confidence in this one. Cowboys are favored by five and a half, and that's the direction I'm leaning. Um, I think the Cardinals are really just kind of falling apart, especially on defense. Um, When quarterbacks leave the pocket against them, they average 10.9 yards per attempt against the Arizona defense. That's the worst rate in the league by over two yards. Now, that's a really specific stat. Even most mobile quarterbacks don't leave the pocket on a significant percentage of plays. But when you're going up against a quarterback like Dak Prescott, who is capable of leaving the pocket and is good when he leaves the pocket, that's 
really that's a really concerning stat. I mean, Dak Prescott leaves the pocket about five to six times per game, or he attempts about five or six time passes outside of the pocket per game, I should say. He leaves the pocket a little bit more than that because obviously, you know, there's some scrambles mixed in. Um, and when he leaves the pocket, when Dak Prescott leaves the pocket, he's sixth in the league in adjusted net yards per attempt. So he leaves the pocket, you know, not a huge amount, but sl- but more than the average quarterback. He's very good when he leaves the pocket. And the Cardinals defense is absolutely a train wreck when quarterbacks leave the pocket. And, you know, that really stems from the deep secondary. Uh, the teams that have a strong deep secondary, they're able to hold up when the play breaks down. And the Cardinals just don't have that talent on the back end of their secondary this year. And so they've really been vulnerable. And so, you know, this this is very specific to the Cowboys matchup. It's not a, it's not a weakness that's worth talking about every week, but against a quarterback like Dak Prescott, you know, just, you know, even if it happens just two or three times a game where a play breaks down, he rolls out and he's able to take advantage of this weakness in the Cardinals defense that could, you know, in an otherwise close game that could really swing things, the Cowboys direction. The other reason I like the Cardinals and, uh, it goes back to pretty much the same thing I talked about in that chiefs Bengals game is the Cardinals uh, like the chiefs are terrible at stopping the run versus 11 personnel, which the Cowboys are more of a uh, closer to a 50, 50 split and 11 and 12 personnel in their run game than the Bengals are. So it isn't as big of an issue, but I would think that a smart offensive coordinator, and I think Kellen Moore qualifies would identify this significant weakness in the Cardinals run defense and hopefully increases use there. Uh, the Cardinals rank 30th in the league, allowing 5.2 rush yards per attempt versus 11 personnel. So, you know, seeing that being a huge weakness, it would, it would definitely make sense that when the Cowboys want to run the ball, they come out in 11 personnel and just try to beat them that way and take advantage of their weakness there. So, we factor in that we think that they should have success running the ball against the Cardinals defense. We think that there's an increased chance of big plays uh, for Dak Prescott when the play kind of breaks down, he gets outside the pocket. I think those are two factors that really make me think that this uh, has the potential to swing the Cowboys way and potentially be a, a really easy win. Uh, and that's only talking about the uh, Cardinals defensive side of the ball. Obviously there are some issues on offense, obviously with the DeAndre Hopkins uh, being out, but I'll get to the, the offensive side a little bit later in the podcast because that's going to factor into one of my props that I like this week. All right, let's move on now to some player props. Um, the first one this week, I'm going to go back to a uh, similar trend that you may have picked up on the past couple of weeks. I am betting against a running back facing the Saints defense. I'm going to take the under on Chuba Hubbard's rushing yards against New Orleans this week. Uh, I've suggested this the last two weeks with Leonard Fournette and Miles Gaskin. It was winners both weeks. Uh, Saints are they're, they're the toughest team in the league to run the ball against. Uh, they just do a, such a great job uh, getting into the backfield and just shutting down your run game. Um, the under for starting running backs against the Saints on the season is now twelve and three. So this has been a trend that's really, you know, v- Vegas has started, you know. The oddsmakers have started dropping the lines on these. They dropped it pretty significantly with Miles Gaskin uh, last week, uh, and he still hit the under. So I, I'm just not. Sh- it's hard for me to guess like what this line for Chuba Hubbard is going to be because we haven't, we don't have a huge sample size for him as a starting running back, obviously. And you know, there's we seem to be getting lower and lower lines on the Saints. Maybe it drops to a point where it's so low, like if it drops to like. 25 yards or something like that. Maybe we need to stay away. I, I don't know, but 
you know, even at that number, he's they're very capable of going under if they completely have to completely abandon the run game. Um, just to throw out some of the numbers that I've been updating over the past couple of weeks, and it's uh, when opposing running backs, I'm sorry, opposing running backs are averaging negative 0.5 yards per contact per attempt relative to their season average against the Saints. That's the best rate in the league. So, for example, if a running back is averaging two yards per attempt, two yards before contact per attempt, when he faces New Orleans, we would expect him to average 1.5 yards per contact per attempt. And for Chuba Hubbard, this is especially concerning because he's running behind the Panthers offensive line that has not been good this year in the run game. In fact, Panthers running backs are gaining negative 0.2 yards before contact per attempt relative to their opponent's average allowed, that's the second worst rate in the league. So looking at this statistic from the offensive and defensive side, you have the second worst offensive line going up against the best defensive line, basically. That's bad news for Hubbard, obviously. Um, And the other factor here is just, again, the same stat that I've referenced the past couple of weeks, the Saints hit the running back at or behind the line of scrimmage on 42% of their carries. That's especially bad news for Hubbard, when he gets hit at or behind the line of scrimmage, he averages only 0.9 yards per attempt. So this definitely could be a game where the Panthers are simply not able to get anything going on the ground and they just abandon the running game altogether very early. So like I said, it's, it's without seeing the line, it's tough for me to like definitively say you should take the under because it's possible. This is so low. If it's in the twenties, like obviously that's risky because, you know, just one, you know, one blown play by the defense, he could rip off a 15 yard run and suddenly you're at risk. So I, I don't, I don't know if you want to play it, if it drops that low, but you know, I'm hoping the lines available around 35 to 40. If it's in that range, I'm definitely taking the under on Chuba Hubbard's rushing yards against the saints. All right. The next uh, player prop I like this week is the over on Foster Moreau's receiving yards against the Colts. Now we just got word that Darren Waller has been placed on the COVID list. He was a possible uh, return this week. He had missed the past four games, but they were hopeful he was going to return from injury, but now he's on the COVID list. So he's not going to be suiting up Sunday. So this creates a really good opportunity to play Foster Moreau, who's been trending in the right direction over the past few weeks, filling in for Waller. And he gets uh, basically the best matchup he possibly could have against the Colts uh, this week. As I said, this will be his fifth game filling in for Darren Waller, and it definitely seems like uh, Carr has developed a little bit more trust in him over the past couple of weeks. Moreau has now seen 13 targets over the last two games, and he's basically fully taken on Waller's role in the offense. He's played 85, at least 85% of the Raiders' snaps uh, in each of the four games so far without Waller. And as I said, this is a great matchup against the Colts' defense that just really can't defend tight ends and basically everyone in the league is aware of it. And so they just pepper their tight ends with targets. Opponents are giving their tight ends 2.5 more targets per game against the Colts relative to their tight end targets in every other game. So we should expect to see Moreau's see a pretty significant boost in his opportunities in this game. That's, you know, this should go without saying, but that's obviously the largest uh, increase in tight end usage in the league against the defense by almost a full target per game. Um, now, I don't know what we should expect Moreau's uh, prop to be. He has gone over 60 receiving yards in each of the last two weeks, uh, but up to this point in the past four weeks without Darren Waller, his receiving yards prop has been available no higher than 36 and a half yards. 
so the fact that he's gone way over that the past two weeks, maybe we see a huge increase. I think if it jumped over 50 yards, I would maybe be hesitant to take the over at that point. Um, but you know, that would, that would be a really huge jump. I'm not sure that we'll see that. Um, especially since the Colts have the ability to slow a game down with their run game. Uh, maybe, maybe the, their ability to just limit offensive possessions for the Raiders factors. in. maybe we still see a line that's pretty similar. I do expect it to go up. I would expect to see it maybe around 40 to 45 yards. Um, and as long as Moreau's prop is available in that range, 40 to 45 yards, I really like the over. This is a great matchup. His usage is trending in the right direction and the Colts uh, defense really can't defend tight ends. So this should be another good game for him against Indy. Let's move on now to a player prop from one of the worst games on the slate this week. I'm on the under for Mac Jones passing yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is really, uh, it's just all about game script. There's no need for them to throw in this game, most likely. Um, in fact, the Jaguars, are defense are so bad, uh, they're just not giving up passing yards at all this year because you just don't have to throw the ball against them. In fact, starting quarterbacks, um, have been held to under 200 yards passing in seven of 15 games against the Jaguars. Uh, and the Jaguars deserve none of the credit for that, or the Jaguars defense, I should say, deserves uh, none of the credit. For that. They're not holding uh, quarterbacks under that. Their uh, t- offensive coordinators are choosing to hold their quarterbacks under 200 yards, I should say. Uh, the under and starting quarterbacks passing yards against the Jaguars defense has been a winner nine straight weeks. So, you know, uh, what's Bill Belichick's mindset going to be in this game? They, they've lost two straight games. They have to get a win this week. They have a big game against the Dolphins waiting in week 18 next week. I think his mindset is going to be, let's just run the ball and get out of here with the win. And he's going to be able to do that against the Jaguars because almost everybody has been able to very easily win uh, with that exact game plan. We also have a, a little bit of a track record here over the, uh, this season, if you just look at Jones's performance in the most recent easy Patriots victories against the Panthers, he had only 18 attempts for 139 yards against the Browns, 23 pass attempts for 198 against the Falcons, 26 attempts for 207 yards. Uh, so he, they have limited his passing. They are really not exposing him uh, to making too many mistakes, even in these easy games for them. They're just trying to run the ball and get out of there with a victory whenever possible. Um, and his yardage prop this year has actually been available at pretty high numbers, even in these games where uh, we should probably expect them to lean heavily on the run. Uh, in all but one game this year, Jones' yardage prop has been available at 232 and a half or higher. The one time it was below that was in that week 13 game against the Bills and the crazy win where they ended up, even then he hit the under, it dropped to 209 in that game. Um, and against the Jaguars, I think even if it were back at that 209 number, I would. I would lean under in that situation because I just don't think that they need to throw the ball. And obviously there's a nice track record here of teams uh, just not needing to throw the ball, not eclipsing that 200 yard mark, unless they really have to, unless they're in a surprisingly close game against Jacksonville. Um, but I don't think it's going to drop that low. I think there's a pretty good chance it's available. Same pretty much in that same range, right around uh, probably in the two thirties somewhere like it has been maybe that two thirty-two. that's the lowest number we've seen other than that bills game. That would seem like an appropriate number against the Jaguars. And I'm, I love the under in that situation. If, if we get that line in the 230s, this would be probably my most confident player prop of the week because just try to put yourself in Bill Belichick's mind. What's he going to do? He's going to run the ball, and he's not going to put the ball in his rookie quarterback's 
hands too much. He does not want to risk uh, his rookie quarterback costing them this very easy winnable game against the Jaguars. So love the under on Mac Jones passing yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. That brings me to my final player prop suggestion of the week. Um, And it's going back to that Cardinals Cowboys game. I mentioned I would get back to the Cardinals offense in a bit. Although my analysis here is actually a little bit skewed towards the uh, Cowboys defense. Um, I like the over on Kyler Murray's interception prop against the Dallas defense. Uh, This line is available at 0.5 every week. I would assume it would be there again. Um, I'm only taking if it's available at a half an interception. Uh, If for some reason they bump it up to one and a half, I'm going to stay away. That's a tough bet to make for any quarterback betting on two or more interceptions. But I do like uh, Kyler Murray's odds of throwing an interception against the Dallas defense this week. Dallas leads the league in interceptions. Now, you might be hesitant to trust that as a real trend because uh, interceptions are a heavy luck-based statistic among the most luck-based stats in the sport. However, there are some other stats that can tell us whether or not a particular team is really benefiting from luck at a heavy rate or if there's some actual skill behind their interception rate. And in this case, I think there's some real skill behind the Cowboys' Um, being among the league leaders in interceptions. Ball hawk rate is the stat I'm referring to. It's it's the rate at which the defense gets their hands on the ball, either with an interception, dropped interception, or pass defensed. Um, And the Cowboys rank fourth in the league in ball hawk rate at 14.4%. So the fact that they're right up there among the league leaders in that statistic tells me that it's not a fluke that they're among the league leaders in interceptions as well. So I do think that there's uh, something meaningful in the fact that they have as many interceptions as they do this season. So they're, they're a team that any quarterback is going to be at risk of throwing interceptions against. That's a legitimate trend. Now, the other factor here is the, just the potential game script. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals enter this game as five and a half point underdogs. Assuming they're playing from behind, they're likely to throw the ball a little bit more often, likely forced to take a few more shots downfield while they're playing from behind. Um, and that's more difficult without DeAndre Hopkins on the field, obviously. Uh, Kyler Murray has did not throw an interception when targeting Hopkins this year. When throwing to his next three most targeted receivers, or wide receivers, I should say, removing running backs from the mix because obviously very few interceptions get thrown targeting those guys. But when throwing to Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, and Rondell Moore, he has a 5.1% interception rate thrown to those guys. To try to put that number into context a little bit, the league average rate when targeting wide receivers, again, specifically wide receivers, so they're moving those easy running back targets from the mix, the league average rate is 2.9%. So there's obviously also re- now reason to believe that Murray's, uh, the probability of him throwing an interception without Hopkins on the field to help him out is certainly increased going up against a a defense that's very opportunistic. We have reason to believe that that's a legitimate skill that they have. It's not a luck-based stat at this point. So I, I think all that adds up to just a very good chance that Murray throws at least one interception in this game. So as long as that line is available again at 0.5, like it is almost every week uh, for Murray, I really like the over on his interceptions prop. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks for joining me. Have a happy new year and hope you have a fun and profitable week 17. 